0: guys welcome to this week's episode of the two-point culture almost call this the three-point culture but hey uh we still two we still two uh zach how you doing brother good yourself man Ah, i can't complain can't complain it's vacay season so uh and draft season so i'm ready i'm ready i can't wait to get into these topics this week draft week draft week draft week gotta love it it's the best time
1: oh i got a question for you yeah draft week yeah super bowl
0: week Ooh. which one um, okay so this is very tough because I love Super Bowl but Super Bowl is always like the beginning of the end yeah Well, was, was draft week you come to all this excitement then you kind of dance in limbo for about four months yeah exactly so um I'm if this is a catch or fade I'm gonna go tangled up with the defender again. I like that uh, what, what do you say with it brother I'm gonna go with draft
1: week just because it's been a while since the Colts have been in the Super Bowl. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, I feel your. Well, maybe not as long, but I understand entirely. Yeah.
1: Don't worry. Time will tell.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, we got a lot of time, a lot of things to see how they pan out. I need Carson Wentz to play well. So we get a first round pick next year, by the way. So look out for him. True. My hey, happiness let's... depends on your season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty
0: much, <laughs> which hopefully looks promising.
1: Gotta get that division title, man.
0: Oh, listen, he's out. He's already out there putting in work with Michael Pittman and uh, Zach Pascal, from what I've seen. So it's good. Yeah, to see and he's that. also
1: he's also scheduled visits with a couple other receivers too. I know him and Ty have said that they're gonna throw and catch
0: together soon too. For sure, for sure. Hey, it's gonna be this is exciting time, man. I can't wait. A lot of prospects, a lot of things we got coming forward to do with this. Do you want to wait? Do you want to talk? Oh,
1: them we also have a special mock draft episode coming out this week. Look out for that. I was going to say, when, when do you want to shoot that, by the way? All right. So for the mock draft, uh, I think we're going to target either Wednesday or Thursday. It's going to be a one-time deal. Oh, Perfect. If we have to have it out by Thursday, right? Because if yeah, not, Yeah, then... yeah, yeah. We're frauds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen. By the way... We are not Mel Kuyper, so don't expect all of these to be right. <laughs> we're not Mel Kuyper, but hey, we called a couple things in free agency in an episode that wasn't released, so ESPN we're not us. too far. Yeah, yeah. You need, you need a side analyst, somebody to say some flagrant shit. I'm, we're, we're your guys. So let's start this off with the
1: favorite NBA and NFL jerseys. I went current for all of mine.
0: Chase, I think you went throwback for yeah, a couple of yours. That. Season bet, I'm about to show my age right here let's start with the the nba all right um so my favorite nba jersey would be even though i play against this team you know um 96 sixers red with the actual spelling of sixers in it i love it um that's from if you look up the picture that i'm going to post it's with ai without the braids so that just shows you how old this jersey actually is (laughs) yeah um yeah that's what i got what do you got for us brother well hold on what was your thoughts on the blue one I liked it, but I kind of found like it's tacky a little bit. Like, it's just the parallel flip. Like, it's almost painting the Bloods and the Crips.
1: Yeah, and I don't
0: That's a good reference.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the games version of (laughs) of the Sixers
0: Union. That was AI trying to monetize gang value. Didn't want to be fined again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can have it in red and blue. Uh, For NBA, for
1: my favorite i went with the golden state warriors i always appreciated and admired the architecture especially the bay bridge in the background of the logo mm-hmm. that's a win for me i love the blue and the gold mix plus looks sharp stands out separates that team from like all the other ones in terms of what it looks like plus when they go with the retro well when they go with the city editions with the, yeah, the yeah, bay
0: yeah. i love that too that little outline with the tree that goes around it too exactly. the, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i like that um and especially in charcoal gray, gray like gunmetal almost yeah
1: yeah that one's good too whoever's um designing their jerseys
0: you know props to you guys you guys keep killing it they whoever's that person's as efficient as the pittsburgh steelers at drafting wide receivers hopefully they don't have attitude issues though <laughs> no, you got to give them a little bit of that but that's in the scouting department eh? um <laughs> you want the least yeah let's go with the least now i'm about to shit on this whole city. <laughs> yo cleveland your basketball jerseys <laughs> i haven't seen a good one since inception dude their jersey is terrible every, i'm gonna say the exact one, same thing i'm with every cleveland on this one. one every single one so bad
1: <laughs> the jersey's awful it's generic The logo looks terrible it looks like a kid drew the c with i don't know it looks like (laughs) what's with this goodyear
0: look to it too like i the um or even if you go to the throwbacks like the dark blue the navy blue and baby blue like together it's awful (laughs) no (laughs) shit's disgusting Uh, man it's awful
1: that we had to watch one of the best players in the world play that jersey for so long
0: (laughs) you crowned him that (laughs) <laughs> that's not no i didn't crown him that you crowned him that hey i never said he was the best i said one of one of touche yeah. stand corrected uh, all right yeah let's go the nfl side so my top nfl i went with the powder blue chargers jersey i love that one see listen when i did this originally i almost picked the the dazzle blue uh denver nuggets one and i was like no nah, it's too much like i have to differentiate yeah. <laughs> somewhere so i got that's you that's how you, we landed here <laughs> what do you got for us man
1: who's the first player you think of with that charger jersey antonio gates oh okay really yeah i'm think i think a sproles
0: <laughs> out of the backfield baby i know i know I, look, I got a vivid memory of Sproles in that white shaking somebody on a punt return. So that's yeah. that's why. No, Antonio Gates.
1: All right. So Ugliest. for me, I'm going to address the elephant in the room.
0: Undeniably,
1: oh. the best Green Football jersey. I say it.
0: Just say it. Say it so. We have it on record. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Sorry, Philly Play fans emotions over here. <laughs> By the way, the Jets completely they're not even in this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love the green with the yellow helmet. It's classic. It's got a bit of a unique feel to it. One of a kind. And if you disagree with me, well, the words of Red Foreman, be
0: prepared to get my foot up your ass. <laughs> um, it's really funny that you took us here cuz my ugliest jersey is the green bay packers throwbacks (laughs) milwaukee fans i'm sorry hey i'm gonna shit on your state too um the throwbacks are nasty i don't know what y'all were thinking coming out claiming that was a bumblebee but hey you just went navy blue on the steelers but yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: so i guess it's going back to me now for my least favorite yeah I'm gonna go with the Philip. no I'm kidding. <laughs> um, actually uh, listen <laughs> when I get mine's to your in the division. pick? <laughs> mine's in the division, okay, but not your division, Ooh. Ooh. my division. Ooh. The Houston Texans. Great pick. This is a terrible jersey plus like who are they trying to be? The New England Patriots with that colors? Like what's going on there? Essentially, <laughs> there's nothing original about their their jerseys. Um, I don't know. It just for me, it's a makeshift jersey for a makeshift organization for a makeshift <laughs> roster. It's that's it. Yo, Hot cake. boom. Part of my bias.
0: For a second there, I, I really thought you were about to shit on the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, color rush jerseys. <laughs> oh, I I had I, I debated between both
1: of them. I'm in Detroit like I don't... <laughs> and the worst part is like I can't even say I actually like the Titans Jersey's the best okay they're my number one in, the, in that division but like come on AFC Celts got to step their game up <laughs> it,
0: starts with, it starts with y'all you right over there it starts with it's okay, y'all. okay. we have a winning team that's that's the difference <laughs> your record is zero zero sir it means nothing right now <laughs> yet. Yet, so Zach, what do you want to get into, big guy? Um, you know, we shat on some teams already, so I feel like this is a great way to continue and to segue into something else. So, what do you got for us today? Oh, oh,
1: you, you thought you were gonna get away with this. No <laughs> eagle talk? Well, we're getting right back into the eagle talk. Oh, I got to um, pardon my bias right now. <laughs> let's let's discuss this part in your bias, and it, it's Eagles coach. Sirianni refuses to name Jalen Hurts the starter.
0: Waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts? Let's go. Okay. So we have a few things to highlight here. Number one is draft season. You don't want to show your hand, even though the Eagles have shown their hand at moving up to probably take a higher quarterback because they don't know what they have in Jalen Hurts. That's right. Number one. Number two, Nick Sirianni just came in, right? And Zach, can you guess what the number one thing that Nick Sirianni has been preaching since he's gotten here? Yep, you guessed it, buddy. He's been preaching competition. Petition, yep. So <laughs> you can't just say, hey, I'm going to preach competition and now I'm just going to give Jalen Hurts the job. No, it's listen, it's too early. I'm not making that big of a deal of this. Um, I've disclosed this with you off mic. The more I listen to Nick Sirianni talk, and it's in the right setting, unfortunately, but the more I listen to Nick Sirianni talk, the more hyped I get for the season, the more I believe in him as a coach. And I'm like, okay, I can disregard these press conferences and whatever's being said. But yeah, that's honestly where I stand. I don't re this. I think this is a safe, way to analyze the roster uh it's going to take a while to do that because we know as many te- well many teams have opted out of the voluntary workouts as um we've seen this offseason the eagles being the 19th team to do that so he's going to need more time to evaluate what he has in front of him so we're never good we're not going to know it's just i think the media is eating this up because it's something to eat up i agree with you i echo what you just said well that mentality that
1: whole competition mentality that's he got that from Frank Reich, right? But that's, sure. that's something that Frank Reich has always preached, especially in Indy. Sure. And I'm sure that's kind of carried on to Nick's thinking. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you hundred percent. You can't just not name somebody a starter. Sorry. You can't just name somebody the starter without even actually seeing him throw right in person to the rest of your team. Plus, I mean, who knows? It's Flacco now, the quarterback, right? The backup backup. Yeah. Yeah. What if Flacco comes out in camp and shows okay, I shouldn't say he's he's gonna be Joe Flacco of old, but what if he shows some glimpses in that right.
0: offense? Big arm, wildly completion. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then you guys are back to square one from last year. Right, where... exactly. Because we're just not gonna put out Jalen Hurts because at that point we have to justify using the draft pick of that value for you. Know, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry or thinking over there. <laughs>
1: But, or i mean if you guys decide to take a quarterback in round two or three and that guy comes in like let's say they grab uh kellen okay. from texas a&m and he's kind of similar he has some similar traits not all but has some similar traits to jalen hurts he comes into that offense mm-hmm. and he starts clicking right you're you're painting yourself back into this corner i'm all for let's just have everybody compete nobody's considered a starter, quote unquote, to the media's eyes. At the end of the day though, I expect Jalen Hurts to be behind the center game one. As do and I. I think like you said, that's that's it. That's that's that right there. I uh,
0: i don't think there's more to add to that. Uh, as do I. I'll maybe a spend because there's one last little thing that I've been paying attention to since Jalen Hurts's Jalen Hurts's last start. Oh uh, well first start last year I should say. Which is the fact that this team kind of, I've, I've never seen like this energy from a Philly team. Like I've seen right. energy from a Philly team, but this is different. A lot of people are behind Jalen Hurts. I'm Absolutely. seeing players come in and say, I've never seen somebody come in and work harder. I've never seen opponents say, actually there was, I believe it's a linebacker for the Saints who said last year, I've played Philly a bunch of times. They were different with Jalen Hurts under center. So this is just time, opportunity, preparation. Remember, he came into an offense and had the same struggles that were presented to Carson Wentz when he was still here. Right. So I'm not going to be too harsh on Jalen. There's nothing to be harsh on Jalen Hurts yet. A a head coach doing the proper job of what he should be doing. Exactly. And I mean,
1: to echo that statement as well, what you just mentioned about. Hit, like teammates kind of rallying around him. This is a guy who was basically given the keys to the kingdom at Alabama. Mm-hmm. He went with it, he rolled with it. And then unfortunately, an injury happened. Tua right. can- comes in and then Tua takes the mantle. Instead of well, bitching and complaining and sitting on the sidelines and sulking, he just said, Listen, I want my opportunity. I'm going to transfer out. You guys do that, like, do your thing. I'm going to go over to Oklahoma and I'm going to dominate and I'm going to work hard yeah. and I'm going to be the best quarterback I can be. I admire that. And I think the rest of the NFL kind of saw that around mm-hmm. him. And I think people just kind of gravitate towards the whole, no nonsense. Let's just put on my hat and just get to work. Type yeah, mentality. Put my nose down and run. He kind of embodies the Philadelphia way, I guess of just the way that their people, like the people who live there are and the way that the city is run. The city is really like, they gravitate towards players mm-hmm. in all markets that just mm-hmm. put on their hat and just go to work. Philly grit
0: is a real thing. Exactly. So blue collar, show up to work, put in your right. time. You know, that's, that's what they're there to, to support. They're going to let you know if you trash, but they'll let you know if you're good too. They'll ride for you just as turn as they'll on you. So they'll just let you know what it is. Um, I know the fan base is a little split, especially looking at the numbers of, how last season wrapped up but I also look at it as yes the record might be one in three but I don't think Jalen Hurts is actually one in three considering he was close to coming back against Washington he showed what he had to do against the Saints even amongst that like he set records and rushing as a rookie Mm -hmm. um, I believe it was almost 400 yards in close to four games that he started right (laughs) like I'm not worried about Jalen hurts as our quarterback. I'm worried about what we're going to supply to him to thrive. I mean, I can understand the disdain if he's actually questioning, am I the starter? Because it was also reported at the beginning that um, it took almost a month for Philadelphia to reach out to him at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So I can understand that. Yeah. They're skeptical because they're kind of like what, do we do with our franchise guy who wants to get out? But now we have this pick. Like, there's a lot of moving parts, but no, Jalen Hurts' view will most likely be the starter. I don't overread what's not being said by Sirianni or Harry Roseman. Do you
1: think this is like Howie, who has a bit of a hand in this as well? Do you think he's also kind of telling Nick, like, hey, let's approach this cautiously as well?
0: I can see that very easily just because of them admitting that they wanted to move up for Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. But I can also be like, they're just adapting to the time because whoever they wanted to draft, they didn't want anybody out of the top two. So they felt comfortable moving back to 12, which means you're comfortable getting whoever you get out of, instead of six players, now another six players. So out of the nine that'll be left because the first three will most likely be quarterbacks, they're showing that we're going to give you the shot. And Jalen Hurts knows this because if he's bad this year, guess what happens? They get a high draft pick next year. They have exactly. three picks in the first round. There's chance to mm-hmm. rebuild. So this is all or nothing. This is a win for, win-lose for win situation. It's going to be black and white by the end of the season, what's going to happen. I agree with you 100% on that one. It's kind of like a no-lose situation for Philly right now. That's right. If maybe it doesn't maybe except out, for the year, but
1: hey. Well, what I'm trying to say is if it doesn't work out with him, it's pretty easy to move on. I'm just going to make one little statement. I kind of get from Philly's point of view that they said, if it's not Lawrence, right, even Wilson, I wouldn't even say. Okay, right
0: now, who would you rather have? Zach Wilson or Jalen Hurts? I don't know that Zach Wilson is better than Jalen Hurts because Zach Wilson hasn't done a snap in this league yet. So why would I justify that? Like, I can't justify that pick. I only know that Jalen Hurts was handed a team that if they won out from, say, the Green Bay game, they would have made the playoffs. And then what? Exactly. But, you know, once again, Jalen Hurts was handed a team that was on crutches. True. But I don't know if Zach Wilson
1: could bring that same energy into that building around those players that Jalen Hurts can.
0: Jalen Hurts is one of the few quarterbacks that I could say you, well, that anybody should look at and be like, I don't know how you handled that type of adversity at a collegiate level and you thrive the way you did to be drafted to where you are to now be having the opportunity to be the guy. There's not a lot of quarterbacks that could handle that. Like sure. it's, it's um, not just a work ethic thing, but it's a mental thing. Like it's got to sure. take yes. that out of you at some like space. Absolutely. I'm not saying that
1: Jalen Hurts is going to be better than Zach Wilson when it's all said and done. I'm not right. saying that he's even be right. better than Justin Fields, Lance, Mac Jones. I'm just saying if I'm the Eagles right now and I'm looking at my draft board and I can't get the number one guy, yeah, even him, it's a bit of, He's projected, everything looks good, but who knows, right? One false step, a move, there goes his knee. He's out for the, you know, there goes his career, whatever. That's right. I just think that personally, in terms of upside, maybe you could say that Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence have a higher upside, but the Justin Fields, the Trey Lances, and the Mac Jones of the world, those guys, it's still a question mark, man. Like, in a normal draft year, like would those guys really be jumping up that high? Like that's the other thing too. I I, I just, I find that this year there's so much focus on the quarterbacks and that's because there's the most information about these quarterbacks. Right. Compared to these other positional players. Right. It's not really a special quarterback draft year. It just seems that they had all the focus. They have more of the scouting on it. And it just seems that like, there's a chance that you may
0: find franchise quarterback out of these five for sure but remember that too we're only talking about five right like five specifics because what's the fall off between Mac Jones and Kyle Trask it's huge right so outside of those five hey you're gonna take somebody in the second round are you sure I mean you can address at this rate you could probably address other positions of need it's the same way as like and let's not go crazy here when I say this, but like Kyle Pitts, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like The falloff between Kyle Pitts and the next tight end in the draft is massive. Mm-hmm. So does he get away because he's a cheat of inflation? You're spot on with that. That's That's actually a really good example.
1: I don't know. I just find like for Mac Jones, I'm really going to focus on Mac on this one mm-hmm. just because going into the season, nobody even had him on a board. Right. And then
0: deservingly so,
1: deservingly so, he you know, managed to do what he did and he put up the numbers that he did and he won a national championship. All of a sudden. <laughs> he was still considered going in the 20s. And then all of yeah. a sudden now there's a chance he goes at three. Yeah. I don't know. And- I get it. I could see coaches, scouts, whatever, GMs falling in love with the player. But
0: to jump up this far, I don't think he would be able to do it in a normal year. I don't think Kyle Shanahan would have moved up to three for this. I don't. because if, I don't think so either. Because if he's that projected to be like that low and he's talked up because of what's happened, also remind you, like, we have to look at what was around Matt Jones in that division and, like, what he had to help him. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Heisman winner and possibly the guy that might have been a Heisman winner had he had been healthy, right? In Waddell and Smith. Right. But... No, like Kyle Shanahan isn't stupid. So he watches the draft board. He he didn't have to be worried about taking Matt Jones if he was that much in love with him as to trade Mm -hmm. up to the third spot to solidify getting him. That doesn't, no. He would have sat in position and he probably would have gotten him at 15. Or sorry, whatever they were originally drafting. I believe it was a 15 pick, right? It was 12. It was a 12 pick. So yeah, he would have gotten him at 12. Like it wouldn't have changed the plan. There has to be somebody else that he sees that's like, no, this is the player that we wanted this year.
1: Draft season. Draft season's the best. You're going to look back on this year, four years from now, and you're going to be like, there's some picks that were absolutely questionable
0: and like, what the hell? Or well, there's absolutely. going to be like some
1: steals. Like, absolutely. Like, the
0: like there's, there was no combine. There's no official combine. You can't run these. And even so, like a lot of these numbers don't actually translate to football.
1: <laughs> At a pro day... You're in the facility. You're working with the people that you know. There's a lot more familiarity. Uh, they run the plays that you want to, you know, run the plays you want to run, make the throws that you want to, you want to make. It's a different animal at the combine. It's, uh, it's going to be fun. It's exciting. It adds a lot of intrigue. But do yeah. not be surprised if there's more busts. I'm, and I shouldn't even call them busts, but I guess guys who just don't play up to their draft position.
0: Here, I year. got, I got, I got the way for us to to say it guys that hit their floors more than their ceilings yes respectfully Uh, (laughs) respectively because I
1: mean I I can't say they're going to be a bust because there might be a guy who goes you know in the 18 19 20 range that does have a respectable career but just not what he was supposed to right like what if Najee Harris is a let's say a 700 yard running back but consistently for you know, eight years or
0: something like that. You can't really argue that. Right. You, it's, what what, but he what, never what got, do you want, especially on that shelf life for a running back?
1: Right. But he never got that a thousand, right? He never, or right. he never like had that Pro Bowl season. I'm not saying that he's going to do that. I'm just, just take an example, right? As a player. right?
0: Which sucks because that limits the running back shelf life even more. Cause then we're like, <laughs> people want the big hitter, the home run mm-hmm. hitter. And Sometimes maybe you should consider paying for the consistency of a player. I think, I think even the statement that Buffalo released this week, where they were like, our running game could be lackluster, mm-hmm. which is fair on a fair assessment for a GM to make of his team. Right. But there's some consistency there. Absolutely. So give y'all some time, figure it out. They need more help on that defense more than anything for Buffalo, specifically with Edge, whatever, whatever. But yeah. We've segwayed quite a nice way away here.
1: <laughs> went off a little bit, but that's yeah, okay. that's okay. <laughs> um, speaking about late-round picks, there was a trade this week. Yes. Orlando Brown. Yes. Orlando Brown moving from uh, the Baltimore Ravens over to the Kansas City Chiefs. Baltimore now has the 27th and 31st pick in the draft this year. Great way to close out that first round, huh? Okay. Do they keep that pick? those two picks i should say part of me says yes
0: part of me thinks that they move up from michael parsons so you're going parsons mm-hmm. i listen they need to replicate or to get back the contributions. showing up that yeah middle of the field yeah on defense I, yeah. I know they have patrick queen but i think that young that young core with queen and parsons could be a problem and if they move up and it could be a long night in the AFC North when you go back against that Baltimore defense, but they need something on the line. They or they need linebackers. They need edge. What you're trying to say is they need to replicate. Obviously, they'll never get the
1: Suggs-Lewis tandem again, but right. they need something <laughs> that could at least bring somewhat of value to that. Exactly. I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to say they trade up for a receiver. They mm. had a lot of trouble signing a receiver this offseason. There's mm. a lot of receivers who turned them down. If you can't sign them, what do you do? Either draft. you trade for them or you draft them. Exactly. I think they go after a receiver, especially if one of them's falling down the board. So I'm looking at Smith or
0: Waddle. If okay. one of those two fall, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens jumped up and grabbed them. I, I have one more, one more name that might fall to them, uh, especially drafting later now with those two picks. What if they take Terrace Marshall? Yeah. That could be a good pick too. That that was my first thought because at 27. Think, yeah. Yeah. I don't I just based on positions of need and ahead of them, I think that's a very likely thing that can happen. Um, they could shore up that linebacker spot even late into later into the first mm-hmm. round, but you can ad- also address that wide wide receiver position more than anything else. Baltimore fans seem to really love Gus ad- uh, JK Dobbins. Sorry, not Gus yeah. Edwards and it would just give him more of an opportunity to shine. So you don't really need to worry about them taking maybe Travis Etienne or Najee Harris. I like
1: that projection because they have the burner already. Yeah. And they don't have a possession receiver. So that's a really good call. Is 27 too high for him? No, because I actually think he's going to go in the first round late though. You might have hit the nail on the head on that one. That that could be a really good call. Any better's out there you want to throw some money? Chase just yeah. may may have may have given you a little lifeline there. I won't tell them what I've found that, that line at, but I'll leave that alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a good call though. And then on the Kansas City side, they completely revamped that offensive line and to be honest, you can even make an argument that
0: it looks better than last year's. For sure. Um, there's still talk that they may re-sign um, Mitchell Schwartz and Fisher. Eric Fisher. So if they do that at cheaper money, they how how, how do you argue at, argue that? They're going to rotate in waves against whoever they're playing with. And you saw that that was their biggest position to need in the Super Bowl. So if they j- actually just approached the offseason like that and said, we're going to go with the proven vets instead of the people of drafting. Yeah. It's a kind of a hard thing to argue. That's okay. We'll, we'll lose the capital of the first round pick. We don't really need it, anyways, because we have to be mindful of our salary. So you got Orlando
1: Brown now. Mm-hmm. They brought in Tooney. They brought in Long. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're getting. I forgot Kyle. Uh, oh. Yeah. And you're bringing your Montreal boy back, too, right? Yeah. I would
0: imagine that uh, Laurent, Laurent is going to be coming back, too. Yeah. Uh, there's been no sp- reason to see why not. That's it's gonna not going to be the same thing that they ended the ended that season with and shore up the left tackle, get a little bit younger. You know, you can't really argue with this, save some money. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, actually I would say unfortunately, but it's not even that bad. I mean, Sammy Watkins being out, the Chiefs take wide receivers and make them thrive in any position. So they're, they're not worried about anything else other than pa- uh, protecting their investment, $500 yeah, it- million dollar investment. They can grab a young
1: receiver in the fourth or, f- like, later rounds to you know, kind of take if, a flyer on somebody.
0: I'll paint a picture for you on this. Imagine Elijah Moore off of a screenplay with Tyreek streaking down the middle. <laughs> yeah. One can dream, and, man. And McCole and Hardman off the side, like, as a, as a short route option. I think McCole Hardman's
1: going to have a big year yeah. this year. They're yeah. gonna
0: need him, especially because Sammy's out of there now. Like this yeah. is his
1: time to shine. Yeah, because he kind of like every time Sammy was out, they kind of just slipped him in to the yeah. same role. Now it's his. They'll design the playbook around him. Yeah, that could be that could be
0: dangerous. That division's gonna be fun. I can't wait. Yo, besides the draft, I would just want football to start. I'm I'm ready. Yes. I'm here. Listen, I know we're gonna talk NBA, but NBA, I'm <laughs> I'm ready for football again. <laughs> Up to the playoffs, it's a little bit of a drag, but. Listen, I'm watching a game right now where it's Brooklyn and Phoenix and this game should wasn't shouldn't have been this close at the beginning, but at least Brooklyn took the lead. Also, just want to throw out, I mean, good for Orlando Brown. He got his wish too.
1: He gets to mm-hmm. play left tackle, he gets to make his money, and hey, to get to protect Patrick Mahomes for a couple of years. I think that's that's a pretty good investment if you if you're Orlando
0: Brown. <laughs> You're just about guaranteed a Super Bowl appearance on the AFC, and I'm not trying to count anybody else or try to say it's a sweep, but Patrick Mahomes is going to make it a long, long season for whoever he faces. If you want to get there, you have to go through the KC, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, essentially. We we yeah. know that they're most likely going to be first or second in the AFC until, well, until proven otherwise.
1: Yeah, that's it. Oh, Um, man. Baltimore might be the team to watch on the draft
0: day, though. That's a a good call. You know, we're not going to do this today, but after the draft and maybe a little bit closer to the season, um, we're going to pick our free agent. I know not our free agent. I'm sorry. Our we're going to call our division shots. Absolutely. We're going to call our division shots. And we're also going
1: to I'm even thinking about maybe grabbing a money line and with the over under for wins and going through them and seeing like which teams oh yeah you can make a quick
0: dollar on that guys if you didn't know before um also for betters that look for the quick buck i started betting on the nba by teams winning the quarter oh okay yeah so just 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 a fun thought something new to try you know and it makes the game much more entertaining and you know if you won or you lost by the end of the first quarter or second quarter
1: just bet responsibly everyone of course.
0: Of course. If you can't afford it, don't do it. Exactly. NBA time. Let's do it. Let's jump right into it. We had a lot of fun topics for this. I, I, I was happy reading this list. Yeah, I like this one. So since,
1: I mean, Newsworthy, we've already covered the Knicks nine game winning streak right now. They're killing it. Julius Randle went crazy yesterday
0: on the Raptors. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to say this. If you guys want to do well, future teams out there, just, you know, get on the radar. Let us talk about them
0: and we could skyrocket you all the way up the top. Of, For sure.
1: <laughs> of the standings.
0: We haven't been wrong yet. So that means Boston's finishing second in the East. You know that, right?
1: <laughs> See, we had different takes on this. So that one might not
0: <laughs> Those are my views and my views only. But hey. Last week, I know we did the
1: the catch for aid for who finishes ahead does the Celtics finish ahead of the Hawks and the Knicks right. but there's a chance the Knicks might finish ahead of Milwaukee right
0: now <laughs> <laughs> they're two games behind them the east is always close but like I don't know man not
1: it's exciting i don't though. trust it's... Milwaukee <laughs> it's exciting though i Matt but Absolutely. could you imagine if the Knicks do finish 3 and Milwaukee has to play let's say the Nets or the or the Sixers in the first round. Sorry, I'm, in the second I'm round. I'm
0: saying bye to Milwaukee against Absolutely. the Mets, Against the Nets, especially. Especially against the Nets. When everybody's back and healthy, what you are not? No. KD, Kyrie, Blake, Harden. Come on now. Steve Nash. Yeah. Ring bench uh, player coach. I'm still advocating for <laughs> that. How long do you give it till Steve Nash is playing in the big three? <laughs> I'm going to say second round of the playoffs. <laughs> we need guard depth. Let's go. I'm getting in there. Listen, man, even Gary Payton's over there. There, There's place for Steve to play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so let's have some fun with this one. A little start bench cut. I love
1: this game. Oh, yes, It's always a fun one. I'll read you the names and then tell me where you would place them. And then give me a little quick recap of why you would. Okay. go with that lineup fair enough do you want to factor in rest of career for
0: this uh ooh. all three players I might change my answer if i'm talking about rest of career because if i'm just talking right now yeah rest of career uh um, okay let's okay how about this let's do right now okay
1: and then tell me what you would do for rest of going, career. going in the let's, future
0: ch- chase five yeah. years from now okay
1: yes okay, okay.
0: all right what do you
1: got from um, where are we starting first one trey young john ja morant
0: Lamelo ball oh wow um okay right now i'm
1: starting
0: i'm starting trey i'm okay. Trey. i'm benching jaw and i'm cutting lamello and i know what that okay. sounds like but that's for my right now if i'm All talking right, right chase now. chase five years from now
1: why did you come to that conclusion now
0: um i look at the production value of every player so i know that trey and jar are outscoring and outperforming Lamelo specifically but i also understand the factors <laughs> of like Lamelo missing most of the season due to the right. risk factor fracture right um mindful also to you we've seen you're taking three players that have left the lineup quite regularly this season so yeah i can't really factor that into too much else but my preference and comfortability would be to go with that if that was my um my team if i'm talking chase five years from now i think i might actually end up switching trey and lamello okay um not that I don't think Trey's ceiling will be much higher in five years. I think Lamelo. If this is the floor to Lamelo's game, I don't know what right. the ceiling can be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with right now Trey Ja, and cutting Lamelo, and then going future. I'm cutting. I'm switching Trey and Lamelo. I'm cutting Trey. I'm starting Lamelo. And Josh ja still okay. rides the bench, but listen, I I have a feeling. I didn't want to say this really, really, really right now, and this kind of sucks because I really like John ja Morant, but I think John ja Morant's going to be the next Russell Westbrook.
1: He's going to be the next Russell. Oh, ooh, okay,
0: hot tape. I
1: don't think so. Hey, but... I'm happy
0: to be proven wrong. I know, I know. I'm happy to be proven wrong. <laughs> but right now, where I sit, he looks athletic. Athletic. I- I just hope he doesn't end up being like Dame and staying there for his entire career. That's, I was going to say that.
1: I think he's got more Dame. I think it's going to be more Dame than it's going to be us. That, less. folks, is a callback. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, on my end, we're going current. Yeah. Let's go. I'm starting jaw. I'm benching okay. Trey. I'm cutting Lamelo. Woo. Okay. Jaw has proven that he can put a team on his back and get them to the playoffs. Fair. I love the electricity he brings. I love the creativity that he has. And he's just a gamer. The guy wants the ball in the big moments. Like you, I think I'm going to go trade right now just because of the production value. And LaMelo, like you said, I think it's awesome what he's done so far, but this is only the floor. Going forward, so Zach in five years though, we'll probably have it as Jal One, Lamello on the Bench, and Cutting Trey as well. Um Zach in five
0: years, 32?
1: Good call, yes.
0: Yo, you just made me feel super washed. No, <laughs> <laughs> in five years, I'm damn near 40. God Jesus. <laughs> A couple of grays on that beard, eh? Yeah, a little salt and pepper. <laughs> um no, I let me think. Just, that's, uh, let me
1: just pour it on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: little salt, a little pepper. Might come a little see a little earlier depending on how the Celtic season goes, but I, <laughs> <laughs> or the Eagles. <laughs> I, I I'm look, I'm already expecting the worst for this year. <laughs> I, i'm ready to concede this year i'm ready to be like yo i will see enough from our quarterback we'll fold it in i'll see y'all next year it's fine
1: don't conceive in that division <laughs> that
0: division's, that divisions lack <laughs> let's be honest that division is terrible well it was terrible whatever last year. you think to hey, listen they they had they might have had the this might just be the shifting of tides, because i think for a little bit the nfc east was the most competitive competitive division yeah. For, for a little, for a short, nice little run. Mm-hmm. So no, it's just a changing of the tide. It might not be our time. It'll be back. We'll be in the playoffs soon. The we'll playoffs see next year. We'll see. <laughs> um. All right. Big you take got there. another one for I like us that hot take. You, you got one for us here or should I come up with one? Go with the next one. Okay. Two of these three names are associated. Okay. Two of these three names are associated. So are you starting, cutting, or benching? Julius Randle, Zion Williamson, or Debonis Sabontis. Sabonis. Sabonis uh, Debonis.
1: I like all three of these players. That's the worst part. This is this is a tough one. Cause I think that Sabonis is really underrated. Mm-hmm. I also think that the Zion hype is the Zion hype is real. Sabonis is underrated. Randall's playing well this year. Okay, this year I'm going to go. Randall start, okay. Williamson bench, Sabonis cut. And what about However, Zach five years from now? Zion start. Oh shit! This is where it gets tough. I'm going to go Randall bench, Sabonis cut as well. Okay. I just because Sabonis' defense is a bit suspect, right? He's, he's not bad, but there are holes. While I think Randall brings uh, more to a team on both sides of the ball. Fair enough. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hear what you got to say.
0: I'm cutting Sabonis. Okay. I'm starting Julius. I'm benching Zion. Oh, same same order. Chase five years from now. Okay. I'm still cutting Sabonis. I'm still benching Zion. I'm still starting Julius Randle.
1: <laughs> okay. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> okay Julius, what's the thought process here? Julius has given us enough product over the course of the extent of his NBA career mm-hmm. to show us that he's reliable. He can solidify that power forward position. He can put the team on the back when he needs to. Right. We've seen his floor. And I think mm-hmm. Zion's floor is a lot higher than Julius's floor. Right remember i'm only gauging this from what we've seen so far too so being wrong is okay Mm -hmm. but right now my order doesn't switch five years from now i'm still staying with starting julius i know that the averaging numbers are close um i think julius is only out averaging him point wise by i think three to four points i think it's 26 to 22 but no i'm start i'm staying with julius over zion williams in, in 5 years from now
1: that's a bold take what's your thoughts on zion right now like do you think that he's exceeded expectations do you think he's right where he should be or do you think he's um, hasn't lived up to the expectation like where are you right now on zion this
0: is going to sound like a shot <laughs> this is going to no, sound like I- a shot
1: I think we're in I the same boat. I think
0: Zion is exactly where I expect a internet high school athletic dunker to be <laughs> right now. <Ooh. laughs> um, bang bang! I'm not saying he doesn't have anything else to his game. I think that you know, as a second year player, he's just kind of meeting the projection. Um, there was a lot of conditioning to be done coming out of Duke. I always think back to the knee issues that started early. I think of his supporting cast. That's also equivalent to his productivity, obviously, but um, Zion just is, he's where he should be. He's where he should be. If he was in any other system that used him to his actual strengths, right. and had the right supporting cast, I think you'd see a bigger piece. No, that's that's where I am with Zion though. I tend to
1: agree with you on this one. Personally, I think he's kind of, it's not like he hasn't lived up to the expectations. I just, I think I expect a little bit more from him. Yeah. But, Also, I kind of blame the media on this one. Sure. I think, I think the media really overhyped, not really him, but the Pelicans in general, just the whole team. Okay. Last year and this year. So I shouldn't say every year, but the last two seasons that he's been in the league with that team, it seems like everybody's trying to like create this narrative that they're going to be the next best team. They're going to be the next Oklahoma city thunder.
0: And like, right. And I just, I don't see it. It doesn't but there's see, no appeal to me, but look at what you just did. You said they're going to be the next Oklahoma city thunder. What has OKC done? Right. I, well, <laughs> I'm talking but, about the Durant. No, no, I, I even better. What have they done? Yeah. Yeah. You're they're, right there. They didn't win. They're disbanded. <laughs> like they have the most draft picks though. Yeah. That's great. They still haven't done zilch. Um, Sam Presti, had finals, I have a question. Graphics. I have a question for you. We're gonna get silly right here. How long do you give it till the Knicks trade for Zion, given his comments like last week? Did you miss his comments last week? I should ask this first. Okay, so when can he sign the extension? Two um, years. Two years, or next
1: year, maybe. When that, that extension is due, watch. That's
0: when it's going to be. That's when it's going. That's to be? when it's going to get interesting. Because he came out yet, yeah, <laughs> he came out and was like, "Yo, I love playing in New York."
1: <laughs> he was disappointed when they didn't. Oh win yeah, the yeah,
0: yeah. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. RJ's over there now. He's like, "Why <laughs> should be me, Madison Square Garden? Should be me, human highlight reel? Should be me." Um, imagine if he goes
1: to the Knicks and Julius Randle leaves because of him again. How bad would that be? <laughs>
0: Julius, so like, come on, man. It, would, it wouldn't be bad because Julius would be acting like Jalen Hurts and betting on himself. That's true. Remember that. It wouldn't be bad. He would look at it like he looked at it. Yo, y'all are going to draft him. Get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Move me. I don't want to be here. I want to start. I want to show what I'm worth. Done this in LA. I'm do- with Braun. I'm doing this here with y'all. Let me play.
1: Mm-hmm. If he was to go somewhere, it would have to be during that contract year. Have to be just before he gets that option, similar okay. to what
0: what happened with Giannis this year, right? Um, who's the top two teams, one east, one west, that you would think that Julius would fit in with if that should be the case?
1: If Julius was to leave, yeah. Let's just say Zion goes to New York, yeah. Julius was to leave. I'd like to see Julius in Golden State.
0: That's where I went to. Yeah, that's where I went I- to get Julian Mond out of their final. <laughs> but they also have Wiseman. I don't know if they're sold on him though. What about oh, Phoenix? Nah, they have Aiton. I'm. Oh wait, no, I forgot. Chris Paul may not be playing in five years either, though, or when that extension comes. Like I have to remember that factor too. Right.
1: What about Dallas with Doncic?
0: Julius, Luca. I would imagine Porzingis wouldn't be there. I would think he may be gone at that rate, depending on how cheap the deals that they can sign him to. Right, because. Somebody's going to get him for a steal. I can't believe <laughs> yeah,
1: and That's a East, funny career
0: to get into, too, is Christoph Porzingis. I'm not a fan of that unicorn. We'll say that. <laughs> he got booed at the draft, and he was the greatest thing for them, some sliced bread. Then he got the allegations and a lot of up and downs for four years, three years.
1: Yeah. And then the East, I'd say the Celtics would be a great team. I would love
0: that. I would love Julius in that in that uniform. <laughs> um, I think he'd fit in. Trying to go through this really quick in the
1: East.
0: not. I think he'd fit in really well with uh, Brown and Tatum. He might be that X factor that's needed. They just need to get somebody to solidify that point guard position mm-hmm. of whatever it may, of you know whatever comes in the future. I don't think that that's necessarily Kemba. But you could grab like a
1: vet for the point guard position for sure and then maybe draft a young point guard they could do a lot with that there's a lot of moves that can happen there for me
0: for boston i'd love to see them get a a special big man it's only crazy because of how much the game has changed so like the traditional big man now also has to be able to shoot the three so i don't know what the actual answer is to the Celtics because you kind of have to play positionless basketball in this day and age, especially. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, all I can do is bet on Danny Ainge is probably going to make a trade that will make heads spin.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the way I see it, like if he, let's say they were to add him as the, the big man, the like Tatum can shoot the three, Brown can shoot the three. They get They grab other guys to shoot the three around him. Right. He dominates off the boards. It could be
0: an interesting case. Yeah, I mean, time will tell. Uh, I would love Julius to be there, like I said. Yeah. Um, We don't even know if Tatum and Brown may be split by then, but I would love for that to happen. That's true, too. That's especially Brown. Danny Ainge isn't afraid to shake shit. We saw him at the end of their glory days just ship off Pierce, Garnett, and basically most of that Celtics team as fast as he could to start the rebuild because Danny Ainge tries to think ahead. Oh, we're sloping. We're not going to be as good as... yet. no. Sell the shit. It's fine. We'll recoup. The Celtics also have one of the quickest turnarounds that I've ever seen. So as long as Ainge is there, I kind of trust their decision-making. Rondo, too. They shipped off pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was time. Hey, it's okay. He did what he had to do against Derek Fisher. (laughs) 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 Let's go into our,
1: our award predictions right now uh no defensive award though i think we we left that one off that's right and six man but let's go with mvp most improved and rookie of the year what do you got for us
0: rookie of the year even though he's out i'm still going Lamelo ball um mind you if he doesn't win because i understand the extended period of time he's about to miss anthony edwards that's going to be my pick that's my Uh, pick too for my most improved player, I'm going to go with Jamani Grant from um, the Detroit Pistons and my MVP. So this is tough. Steph Curry is doing an unbelievable job right now carrying the Warriors. Giannis is being Giannis. Yada, yada, yada. This is tough, man. I don't know. I don't even know where to start with this. I actually think I'm going to go with Steph. I know he most likely won't win it just because usually the MVP goes to like the highest awarded seed and I understand all that but no I'm going to go with Steph and what he's done with the Warriors without um, really a fully healthy supporting cast. If
1: they make it into the playoffs yes I think he might like depends how they make it if it's like in the play in game games and then he just like goes off and destroys there's a good chance that he might get it. Right. I'm going with, for Rookie of the Year, like you, I'll go with Anthony Edwards as well, just because I think it should be LaMelo Ball, but with the injuries and everything, I right. kind of see that's going to be the default winner. Right. Um, not for nothing, though. 18 points averaging for Anthony Edwards. Pretty good for his first year. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, a couple of posters on some people, too. <laughs> just a few. Just Action a few. Bodies. Uh, most improved for me julius randall
0: okay yeah no understandable
1: yeah 24 points averaging total rebounds 10.5 assists six like he's having himself a great year right now and i think sky's the limit for this guy mvp we talked about it last week i'm going joker hey. i think joker carries them 26.2 points per game right now he's averaging 10.9 rebounds and assists per game that's respectable numbers and as long as the nuggets keep winning I can see him I can see him winning the MVP award I had a lot of trouble between him and Embiid to see like which one of those two would get it no center has won the MVP award since Shaq
0: see like this is why the MVP for the regular season is like fickle because there is years like if you look at certain records, you're just like, what? Like, there's years when, uh, who am I thinking of here? Steve, Na- like Steve Nash has won twice, right? So that means in two years, and especially when this person was active, Steve Nash outperformed LeBron, which is weird. or Kobe, and, right? Right? Like regular season MVP when it comes to the NBA actually kind of makes me scratch my head every time I look at it. I'm like, all right, I get it, but what does that really constitute? Because we're gonna crown another one in the playoffs and then you're going to be almost like forgotten unfortunately yeah it's always a head scratcher it's hard like especially now because how do I discredit again what Russell Westbrook is doing Like, (laughs) it's it's almost not fair (laughs) like I told you too like I love Embiid but
1: let's take Embiid away from the Sixers like how bad are the Sixers without Embiid Uh, I still think they're a playoff team
0: Maybe contender.
1: Uh, I don't think they're first in the East. No, I don't think they're first. I don't think they're second,
0: but I, I think still think Toronto they're, without Embiid. There you go. Toronto would probably be first. No, I mean, I think that the equivalent to Philadelphia without Embiid. Is oh, Raptors. where they would be. Yes. I was going to go with put
1: Embiid on Toronto. Where would they oh, be? The,
0: yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're entirely different. They're a different squad. They're at least in the top three beats the yakima og like that backcourt would be crazy yeah i think
1: philly would be in at least in like the sixth spot without them they still have simmons they still have tobias harris right yeah they have yeah, a lot I'm of a good
0: team. pieces they have a lot of good pieces mm-hmm. to work with it's just they would so, be missing that edge
1: so that's why like i kind of like i kind of lean towards like the steph curry's um the Jokic's to win the MVP award because to me it's like if you remove them from that team where would that roster be and like I know Jokic has Jamal Murray mm-hmm. but I also think that Jokic makes Jamal Murray a better player
0: absolutely more
1: than Murray makes it's Jokic, Jokic.
0: A better player. yeah oh yeah yeah no because Jokic is solidified in what he's been doing without Murray I mean he's just the newest addition to help his arsenal out right so like,
1: there was one clip yesterday where Kelly Olynyk for the Heat. No, not for the Heat. He's no longer with the Heat. He's with, um, with Memphis. No. No, he's with the Rockets now. Yes. Kelly Olenek's with the Rockets? Yeah, because he was part of that Oladipo trade. So, he's at the free throw line. He goes. He sinks the it.
0: Rockets. Jesus Christ.
1: Jokic grabs the ball, goes out of bounds. So, he's the, the inbound guy, Right. And right. he just launches it full court guy from the Nuggets is standing right open catch the ball, puts it in super easy, I'm like how many players, like there's not many players their IQs would be able to pull that off and have the strength to launch it right into the guys, arm. it looked like a quarterback out there yeah, (laughs) just toss it down yo John, LA, call him
0: how far do you think I could throw this ball, could throw this ball over those two mountains over there
1: Cortland Sutton would have a field day with that. eh? (laughs)
0: Cortland Cortland Sutton with with Uncle Rico? (laughs) Hey,
1: if they would have just put him in during state, they would have been champions.
0: (laughs) Uh... (laughs) All right. (laughs) Catcher fade time. Yeah, let's get into this. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right.
1: NFL jersey numbers. It seems like there's been a shift of which positions can wear what numbers. Do you like this? Do you not like this? I guess okay. receivers now can wear what one to what's what, what can receivers now wear? I think
0: one to 19 and then anything in the 80s. I believe so. So until Tom Brady spoke for me this was a catch because i was like oh whatever it's you know a jersey number who cares and then i thought about it and i was like oh this affects how the game of football is played so the o-lineman good luck blocking anybody downfield because if they recognize as a as a receiver but the jersey number screws this whole thing up you know sorry but uh no so no it's a fade for me now because i don't really agree with rules like this that affect the actual game play. So what you're telling me is Quentin Nelson should wear number one. That's okay. (laughs) Carson Wentz is wearing number two, so it's open apparently. (laughs) That's Pat McAfee's number. Okay. Nobody touches it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, my quarterback looked over and said, yeah, I saw your little number change over there. Don't worry. I'll take number one. It's fine.
1: (laughs) That's okay. He's going to be the first one to go down with an injury.
0: Oh, (laughs) You, know, you better relax.
1: <laughs> anybody has an injury
0: history on this
1: team in this discussion? I'm going to say for the NFL jersey numbers, I'm going to go with fade on this one just because I actually feel bad for the fans here. Imagine if you have a bunch of these players going out and changing the numbers. Some hard earned dollars were spent on fan jerseys. And for them to, you know, let's say six months ago, for them to have their favorite players switch their jersey during the offseason. That kind of sucks. I get It's a great marketing standpoint for the NFL, but I'm going to look at it from the fans perspective. Kind of sucks. I will say this.
0: There is one thing I will chime in with. Um, So did you hear the thing with Dalvin Cook this week? Right. No. How much it would actually cost him to change his jersey number? Because something that is said with the NFL is if you're going to change your number, you have to buy the remaining jerseys. Right. Okay. So for Dalvin cook to change his number would have cost him about $1.5 million. All right. Tell me something. I don't believe the NFL is making these jerseys for $1.5 million. No. So that's where I look at it a little suspect and I'm like,
1: "Eh,
0: yeah, I don't know, but yeah. um,
1: But like, and that's the other thing too. What if there's jerseys like, Obviously, there's a lot of jerseys. It might there might be 1.5 million dollars worth of jerseys. Let's just say, but who's to say that there's going to be 1.5 million dollars worth of those jerseys that people are actually going to buy? Right. All, right on top of that, so I'm paying for insurance of things I may not sell. <laughs> right, like think about Mitch Trubisky. Like how many bear? No, but let's be honest. How many Bears Trubisky
0: jerseys are probably sitting on the
1: shelf right now?
0: Mad. Is the Buffalo Bills Before- version jersey? <laughs> it's going to be like the Jose Calderon Cavaliers jersey where there's only one made <laughs> never even you know, one guy, guy more. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah I'm, I'm going to go fade on this one
0: I'm right there with you yeah fade for sure
1: Jordan Zion's the Zion ones the new the new Jordan brand uh, ambassador Zion Williamson he released his first shoe thoughts on it this is an instant
0: reaction this is happening live. Oh, okay, I like this. I don't mind this so much. The Zion ones, they look nice. It's yeah. a catch for me. I can rock with these. Black, white with the little thunderbolt across. Yeah. This is hard.
1: Yeah, it's a catch for me. Catch for you? Yeah. Yep, I'm with you on this one. It's a catch for me as well. I like them. Hopefully I can jump as high as them if I <laughs> decide to buy them. <laughs> Hopefully I don't roll my ankle and hurt myself with them. or your shoe doesn't explode on a pivot i wonder if there's like protection if the shoe blows up on,
0: on you can you Bro, get like an insurance crazy. warranty with that or these things look crazy and i know they're jordan so i know these things are like clouds for sure yeah no this is hard this this thing right here yeah yeah no this is hard yeah uh zion catch well well done
1: wait uh, just before we go yeah just
0: wanna, one last thing favorite shoe to hoop in go Favorite shoe to hoop in? Um, D roses were heavy. I'm gonna go with the. Actually, I'm gonna go with the Steph Curry's. I'm gonna go with the Steph Curry's. I can't ball. I can't ball in Jordan's Nikes. I'm very selective. The Zooms are cool, but there's not enough. And I know ankle support's a myth, but like, there's not enough around there for me to feel comfortable. No, I'm gonna go with the Curry's. Under Armour. Yeah. You? Nice. Kyrie fives. <laughs> I would never (laughs) leave those in the shoe box. Special occasions. I like the fives. The fives are nice. Listen, the only shoe that I'll actually probably never play ball in is the fours. The Jordan fours. Like, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. That's a sin. (laughs) We wrapping this up. That's it for us here, buddy. Guys, special edition of the Two Point Culture podcast. Who knows how lit we'll be when we start this? Who knows if Zach got his <laughs> avocado and toast in like Russell Westbrook, huh? Ah, we'll
1: see. We'll see what happens there. So, guys, get ready for the mock episode, especially for the NFL fans. This is the Two Point College.
0: We out. Peace.